I remember I was interviewing this gentleman. I remember him vividly. I loved this guy. And he was probably in his early to mid 60s and had a ton of experience. And he checked every mark, like exactly what we needed for this role. Everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. We all get together at the table to talk about it. And people start saying things like, I feel like he might get bored here. Yeah, I feel like maybe he has too much experience. And I remember saying, you know what? I'm just going to say the thing that none of you want to say. Is somebody afraid to hire him because of his age? So that was Lori Pretzman, a Harley Davidson writing, truth-telling career coach, recalling some of her time leading a recruiting team at a little up-and-comer called Amazon. Now, Lori spent nearly two decades both within tech companies and also at recruitment agencies placing candidates at tech companies, so she knows pretty much everything that candidates face looking for jobs in tech. In today's show, I'll share some choice parts of our wide-ranging conversation. Lori's going to let you in on how it felt being an older employee at Amazon, what she witnessed on the agency side placing candidates at tech companies, and also what candidates approaching or over 40 can probably expect to face in today's landscape. Lori's also going to talk about how she stared down the elephant in the room and started a conversation about age bias when she started noticing it in Amazon's notoriously difficult hiring process. And good news, you can have this conversation at your company too. And lastly, she'll explain how her own personal fears about ageism actually drove her to her own personal burnout, which ended up almost being a good thing really because it led her to her current career path which is a burnout coach, which is really more of a calling for her than anything else. And now she helps people across all different industries who are facing and experiencing burnout actually have more healthy and productive lives. So I guess everything happens for a reason, right? You're listening to It Gets Late Early, a show about the experience of getting older in the tech industry. I'm your host, Maureen Wiley-Clough. Let's dive in. So, yeah, I actually, um, I started Amazon when I was 40 years old. Wow. So, yeah. So that's how I got into tech. You know, I came from the sales, all of that. It paired very nicely with recruiting because you need to be able to listen and, and talk and be able to sell a company to a candidate and vice versa. I absolutely loved it. I've never been surrounded with more smart people in my entire life. The, it was Not so fast paced and it was just the perfect match. So that's how I... And if you're a people person, I mean, yeah. what's better, right? Oh, and I loved it. Yeah. And then, I mean, I got to say, you have Amazon as who you're hiring for and people... I mean, my God, do not go to a cocktail party and tell people where you work because you're going to have their <laughs> business card, their cell phone number, their whatever, like, oh, I'm going to email you my resume. Will you help me find a job there? You know, it was like, I couldn't go anywhere without somebody. Oh, my sister, my brother, my wife, my son, my somebody needs oh, a yeah. job. Yeah. So I started there as a recruiter on the operations side of the house, working for the ops that supported all of our fulfillment centers that were rapidly growing throughout the wow. U.S. and in Europe, but I focused on just the U.S. Um, and so I worked with a lot of the senior leaders there 
And, um, but I was recalling, I was like, huh, how did ageism show up in my hiring? So some no, of the fine. experiences I remember, and there were, there were quite a few, I'm not going to go down the river of them, but I'll give, share a couple that really stood out for me. Um, first of all, when I was working at Amazon, I remember interviewing a candidate for a role, a gentleman, and, um, he came in for the position and, was waiting in the lobby. Um, he got there. Most candidates try to get there early, you know. Uh, so he got there a little bit early. He was sitting in the lobby. And when he got, I went down to pick him up, took him to his room. And he said to me, I have a question. Um, how often do you experience ageism here at Amazon? And I remember I'm just like oh. deer in the headlights. Luckily, I was a seasoned recruiter at this time, but I was thinking, and I just said, can you tell me more? Like what, why are you saying that? And, um, he said, well, I gotta tell you, I just sat in the lobby and I watched everybody walking by and around and yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest guy down there. And I'm curious how that's going to affect my interview today. And I said, well, it's not going to affect your interview today. And, and, um, you know, I told him, I said, there's lots of people that work at Amazon of various age ages and, you know, age doesn't matter. We brought you in the interview because we're interested in your background and, and, you know, you've made it as far. So that's why we brought you in. We're interested to talk further with you and learn more about your background and your skill set and, you know, how you can play a important role on the team. And so we, you know, kind of left it at that. And then, you know, he interviewed for it and, um, we ended up not hiring him. It was not because of his age though. I want to be really clear of that. And I did not share with anybody on the interview loop that he made that comment to me. And as soon as he was done and everybody got their feedback into the system, I went in to read any of the feedback. I was curious if anybody was going to write something about this guy asked each of us about ageism. I was just curious. He didn't ask anybody else. Um, and solely went in to talk about, you know, just the interview and the skill set and, and truly like asking actual true work questions. What's it like to be at Amazon and all that. So, um, he, yeah, he didn't get the interview for other reasons. Just the skill set wasn't there, wasn't the bar that we were looking for. But it, I just remember thinking about that and thought, oh, my gosh. And in the back of my mind, I thought, you know what? He's right like sitting in the lobby and looking around at people. I mean, like I said, I didn't start Amazon until I was 40. Right. And I was constantly trying to almost disassociate from my age when I was there, if that makes sense. Fascinating. It does. Like completely does. I would, you know, go out with other people there. I would stay out late. Sometimes I would, you know, come in and talk about crazy things I did on the weekend. Yeah. It's like trying to fit in. Right. I mean, it is a bunch of family oriented, very much a family oriented place. Um, not necessarily always family friendly if you have young children at home, um, because you got to work a lot of hours and, You know, I remember when I was thinking about taking the management role there, talking to other leaders, female leaders in these various other teams. And I always made really great contacts there. 
all the managers that I ever supported, I stayed in contact with them, um, befriended a lot of them and really used them as mentors and looked up to them. How do you do it in this culture? How do you manage a family with young children? How do you still have a life and work at this level and this capacity, you know? And, um, it was, uh, it's just a lot of hours is what everybody would pretty much say. You come home from work. Sometimes you're late. You make family time as much as you can. When the kids go to bed, it's back to work, uh, is the norm, you know? So, uh, yeah. And then I remember I was interviewing this gentleman. I remember him vividly. I loved this guy. And he was probably in his early to mid sixties and had a ton of experience and he checked every mark, like exactly what we needed for this role. And it was what a kind of role was it? Do you so, remember? Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a tech role per se. Uh, it definitely dealt with some technology, but it was more, it was for the fulfillment centers when I worked over on the fulfillment side of the house. And it was a role that was going to be um, used to basically manage opening a bunch of our new fulfillment centers in an area. Okay. And we're talking over a million square foot fulfillment centers. Wow. Right. Yeah. And it's building the complex, very complex, very (laughs) complex. It's building the systems of, you know, the pathways for the trucks, the, all of the, um, I want to say trolleys, but it's not, but you know, the pipelines for all the packages, it's, it's everything not even inside the conveyors, <laughs> the storage, wow. there's a lot of technology that comes in play with it. Now they started, so much. you know, yeah. So anyway, uh, and, and there, and you're managing a ton of vendors, ton of vendors, a lot of relationship building. Um, it's a big, big job. And he just had the perfect attitude, especially like, how do you handle pressure when you get frustrated, when you get mad? How are you with people? I mean, those are the soft skills that you had to have for this job. And this guy had had so much experience doing it. And I remember just grilling him myself personally on the interview. And he just passed everything with flying colors. And I brought him in for the interview. Everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. We all get together at the table to talk about it. And people start saying things like, I feel like he might get bored here. Yeah, I feel like maybe he has too much experience. And I remember Maureen being so frustrated. (laughs) I was so frustrated. And I remember saying, you know what? I'm just going to say the thing that none of you want to say. Is somebody afraid to hire him because of his age? Good for you. I was so livid. And I said, you know, it's funny because the candidate brought that up to me himself in fear of this. And he works hard. He's not stopping anytime soon. And I said, let's really have an honest conversation here. Okay. Let's just talk as a team. We're not going to put any of this stuff in the system. We're just going to talk about it. And I want you to give me real reasons why you think he's not a fit. Good for you. And I said, as they relate to our leadership principles, 
that we hire on. And we talked about it and everybody was just like, uh, yeah. So at the end of it, we decided, yep, we're going to make a hire decision. We're going to hire him. You're right. You're right. Wow. And we hired that him. That is awesome. That impact that you had on that group. I bet that changed the way they approached everything. It, it's amazing. It did a little bit. This is one of my favorite groups to work with though. They were, they were great. They, this, it was one of the best partnerships I'd ever had in terms of leadership and managers with recruiting. I felt so That's respected great. and heard. Oftentimes recruiters just get so dismissed, which is so frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's really unfair. Yeah. They're um, a critical just, part just, of the yeah. team. It's like, just because I don't do the work, just because I don't know how to code or just because I don't know how to right. project manage a million square foot building doesn't mean I don't know how to really get the grasp of it. I mean, I remember I used to go on site with my leaders to check out what it would look like and feel like to build a million square foot building. I'd go for a week out in the field and awesome. really get a feel so that when I would talk to candidates, I could say, check this out. I was on site. You're going to be blown away by X, Y, or Z. And they're like, what? It's like, that's the best that's so way smart to that do, you do that. It. So yeah. This team Absolutely. was great to work with. And I think it did start to make a little bit of a difference, you know. Um, I'm sure and, it did. And it certainly did for that candidate. He got the job. Yeah. And he came on and he was with us. Um, I mean, I left Amazon before he did. Uh, I think mm -hmm. he was there for probably six or seven years and then finally retired. Hey, quick break here. If you or anyone you know are looking for a new tech job and you're aiming for a company that understands the value of experienced workers, sign up for our email list where we'll send you jobs from companies that we hand select as a fit for tech employees over 40. Go to itgetsleteearly.com and add your email. Now back to the show. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like for people who were candidates maybe over the age of 40 uh, in in that sort of process and you know what they experienced and what you what you saw both inside the company where you worked within tech and outside as an external firm placing talent. A lot of those roles that I was recruiting for and that we were recruiting for overall were much more junior type of roles, entry-level roles, okay. right? That an agency was hiring for. And so with those roles come, you know, entry-level comes younger right. age, right? You yep. normally don't have somebody that's in their 50s who says, hey, I've been doing career X my whole life. And now all of a sudden I want to become a basic and start out doing coding, you know, whatever yep. the case may be, or uh, jump into um, um, become a tester or something like that. So right. yeah, there were a couple companies though that I, that I know that we were specifically recruiting for uh, that definitely had very uh, clear, um, exactly. Very, very, I'm just trying to figure out how to say this kind of nicely, very specific <laughs> things they were looking for and they were not afraid or ashamed to tell us with the candidates when we send them the reason why they did not want them, like why they were dispositioning a candidate when they would talk with them. And it was very frustrating as a recruiter because they're, you're saying, okay, you told us in the intake meeting that we sat down and had with you, you want all of these things for the candidate to have pedigree, school, history, you know, like these skills, abilities, and these are the nice to haves. And we would find candidates that would mark, like all hit all the marks, send them over. 
And, you know, if they didn't seem fun enough or if they weren't um, spunky enough or they didn't have all the energy or maybe they weren't going to be able to work as hard, then they just didn't think they were the right fit. So how much of that do you think was kind of not necessarily in a fashion that that means it was something that was malicious, right? But how much of, of those directives do you think and those those uh, characterizations of people was kind of cloaked language for, you know, we want more people like us. We want more people who fit into the mold like us, right? Exactly. And I think a lot of times that's exactly what it was. And they oftentimes were not trained. They didn't have the tools. They didn't necessarily know, Right. Uh, which is why they reach out oftentimes and have an agency step in for them because they are the buffer for a lot of those HR balances. Yes. Right. To keep them in check so that they're not violating any ageism, disability, you know, all of the um, protections basically. Uh, uh, But still, I mean, you know, they're still going to say things and it's not oftentimes in an email and written feedback. When you pick up the phone and call them, it's like, hey, this is what I'm saying. And I know you can read between the lines. You know what I'm trying to say here. I mean, it's a lot of that. exactly, Right. But that's how and they dance, was, right? They dance around much, it. Yeah. And it was much more loosey-goosey at an agency mm-hmm. than it was for a company like Amazon. Right. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to call someone and say, hey, this tech company didn't want to hire my person. They hit all these particulars right. that they had requested. But, you know, this happens to be a woman or this happens to be a person of a certain age yeah. or a person of color who doesn't fit into. I mean, you're not going to do that right. as a tech right. recruiter. Yeah. Unless you want to make sure you never work with that company or in that town probably ever again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the onus on the tech recruiting firm to do that, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Furthermore, I would think that a lot of these companies, these young companies that have pretty much a specific type of human working at them, typically young, white, and male, right? Mm-hmm. They don't even, this again, this isn't a malicious act. This isn't something that they're looking to do to actively dissuade people from being at their company. Mm-hmm. They're just not thinking about it. They're thinking about what kind of environment do we want to have at our tech company mm-hmm. that we built with our own hands? Mm-hmm. And they're looking for the people who they want to grab a beer with after work. Yeah. They're looking for people who are going to play beer pong with them. Right. Like, right. I, I get it. I get how yeah. it can happen. Yeah. So you're not in a position as a tech recruiter at an agency to write that wrong. Right. Like right. You can't do that work. Exactly. Exactly. So that was a little bit about my experience. I, I, I'm sure there were other things. Uh, there were often things that came in above and beyond just ageism too. There was a lot around, you know, sexism and, um, you know, she's pretty. And I mean, just all those kinds yeah. of things that come into play. And you're just like, your eyes get big. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't say that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Did someone not tell you yeah, that's not okay? So that's our <laughs> job description, just saying. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, you know, when I went to work at Amazon, it was a lot more obviously stringent, you know, and for me, it was a lot more of really, truly learning, like, oh my gosh, what can I say and not say? Right. And it's funny, like some of these, um, tech companies too, it just blows me away. I have, you know, knowing that we were going to, um, have this conversation. I was talking with uh, a couple girlfriends 
of mine about this that were in the, in the tech industry. And I was that work at true full on tech companies that are much smaller scale than Amazon and, and the big companies. So at smaller tech companies, I know for a fact, I personally have not worked there, but I'm sharing a couple of experiences from a few of my closest dear friends that have. And one of them was sharing with me that they work at the smaller tech company that started in, I think it was 2016. And they have a thing that's actually on their internet that is spoken about that's called a Joker Day. And what this means is that you can basically call in and say, hey, I'm not going to be at work tomorrow. I'm calling in with a Joker Day. And what it means is basically the title of it, even on the company intranet, used to say, did that happy hour turn into a 4 a.m. warehouse rager? And it was brought to their attention that like, hey, we need to be much more inclusive. We have people that we've hired that work here now that have children that are family oriented. It's not a bunch of single dudes that are out and and young, young people that are out partying every night so we need to change this we need to change and i'm like how did hr even let that show up on a did they have an hr because i've worked to plenty of companies they did not they did wow okay okay that's so and now they've changed it right (laughs) i think they changed the name and they're like uh you know did you stay up later than you anticipated did that toddler uh, make it oh, a rough night. Gosh. You then I don't know if Joker you call it day. that anymore. But I just was like, oh my god. But yeah, you know that's what happens when away. you have a um a, a young CEO. Um, right, groupthink. Totally. You run and, it run it past a lot of people like you. They're not going to notice the problem with that, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And another uh, another one of my friends was telling me, and and this is more based in. And I, and I did learn a lot about this working for a company when I worked at booking.com, which is based in Amsterdam in Europe. It's a whole different ball game over there when it comes to hiring what I've heard. and what you can say and what you can't say. And I was just talking with her the other day and she said, you know what? I, um, have been a female in, she's 50 years old in small tech companies for a while. And she said that she just had a call there was a headhunter that reached out to her and they had a call and the headhunter literally told her, actually, you know, I think you're going to be too old for this job. Never mind. No way. Said that to her on the phone. And this is an established headhunter. This is not just a cheesy firm. It's a large established headhunting firm. And she was also telling me, you know, over the past couple of years and the jobs that she's had, the CEOs of these tech companies that she's been working for, one was 28 years old and one was 32 and she's 50. And she said, it is just such a difficulty trying to communicate and get them to understand. And it's just, for me, I've, it, it makes me sad and it doesn't, it doesn't have to do with the age, right? Like, I don't want it to be right. about the fucking age, honestly. It shouldn't be. It should be about experience. Yeah. Worldview and, and, and yeah. understanding, right? Can we just yeah. look at each other and agree like, okay, this is 
agree that we have differences because we have been on the planet for a longer amount of time. Okay, you are younger. Yes, got that. But you also have different experiences. You have different dreams. You have different visions. You have different realities that maybe I, as an older woman, don't understand. Explain that to me. Like, open up, have a bigger dialogue about this. I think what happens sometimes is it's such a, I don't know, it feels like it's such a siloed thing where we're so stuck in our way of, well, this is how I've always done it. Right. And this is how we should keep doing it. You know, and it's not that like we're not building a bridge together to try to create this amazing company that happens to be in tech that could be really great that we could attract all kinds of people to a very diverse, a very inclusive, a very ageism free company. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes if we could just sit in a room and have a fucking conversation Sorry. <laughs> no, Those uh, are the I'm as fired up about this as you. It, it it shouldn't be this fucking hard, right? Um, I see the value in a lot of these younger employees, founders and employees alike, right? I, I see their brilliance. I see their yes. gifts, right? I get it. And I don't understand why, in some cases, it seems that the reverse cannot be so. Mm-hmm. If you happen to be of a certain vintage, right? And you have more years on the planet chronologically than they, right? Like, I don't get why there isn't a certain value associated with being around the block for a while longer and Mm -hmm. knowing a few things that perhaps they have not experienced. And to me, it's just a huge, it's a huge show of hubris. It starts with that, right? It starts with having an open and honest dialogue just like we've been starting to have conversations about let's talk about these things around diversity and inclusion and what it's like for a black or brown person to come to work in this environment. Yes. Like we're talking about that. Let's talk about it. It's okay. We can say the words. Nobody's going to get fired. Let's all come in a room. Let's have a safe discussion and let's talk about age. Let's say it. So agree. Right. Yes. And it's one thing we all face. Yeah. We do. And people are well, talking. If about we're it. lucky, we face it. Yeah. If we're lucky, we face it. And and it's the first ism that, for example, white men will ever face. And I don't think they're prepared, right? So yeah. it's, it behooves all of us to, to get out in front of this before it's too late. And Absolutely. frankly, we all need to start Absolutely. changing our mindset because that demographic of the workforce is shifting. That pyramid is going to invert. Absolutely. And it's going to be a lot older in the workforce. And Intergenerational just- work. I just think there's so many things that can be done too, you know, like, hey, let's, let's make sure that we're offering stuff to all ages. Let's make sure that we're having things. Yep. Let's have, uh, I don't know, like mentoring programs, right? Where you ha- set up somebody super young with somebody who's much older. Uh, and what do we learn yep. from each other and mentor that way instead of two young people with so two much. old people? Like that's yeah. the that's the comfort, right? Like let's break it all up. Let's get out of our comfort that. zone. And let's start doing things differently. Let's take risks. Absolutely. Let's really put our hearts I, out there and care about our workforce. Just the same as burnout. Yeah. I mean, I talk about this all the time. Like, it's okay to say the word. You can say it. We should be saying it. Burnout. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right? 
And, and I love what you said about it not being a person who needs fixing. It's a system. Right. It's the workplace itself, right? And, and right. much in the same way, you know, women don't need fixing. We don't need to lean in harder. It's the system itself no, of it work that's broken. System. Let's fix that, right? Yeah, because honestly, so I, I, I mean, that, that a big part of that ageism thing is what really pushed me into my final burnout there when I was at Booking.com. I mean, I was in a car accident on the job. And I just refused to cave and take care of my body that was failing. My body was full on failing me. I didn't listen to any of my doctors, even though they told me I shouldn't be flying. I shouldn't be traveling. I shouldn't be sitting on a plane. And I didn't listen to any of them. And I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing because I had to, because I had to keep up with everybody else. I had to keep doing my job, you know, and it's like for the sake of what? If I would have been given the space and not been living in fear that I was going to get fired or that I was just going to become obsolete, it might have looked different. But you know what? Again, thank God it happened exactly as it did because I'm in the most perfect spot and I'm exactly where I should be. And I love this so much because one of my dear friends yesterday, we were having lunch yesterday and she said, you know what, sister, you're in a position right now where ageism doesn't even affect you. Because now you're the wise one. Absolutely. And as you Your age, wisdom is an it's going to serve you. Yep. Yes. So. As it does in many other industries. Yes. Unfortunately, so far, tech has not been one of them. I yeah. mean, when I find out my doctor is older and has a lot of experience, I'm amped. That's it's, great. Exactly. You know, with a lawyer. I want my lawyer to have a lot of experience. Right. So why is it the way it is yeah. in tech? It makes no sense. Right. It's time to change it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Huge thanks to Lori for sitting down with me. P.S. If just hearing the word burnout triggered you, go to lauripretzman.com and sign up for a free consultation there. I'll link it all in the show notes. Thanks for joining us today at It Gets Late Early. I hope this episode was insightful and entertaining. Now, before you go, if you're old and work in tech, just like me, I have something really cool for you. We're putting together a job board specifically for seasoned tech workers where we'll curate the best opportunities for experienced tech talent. If you want a place to look for work where you can trust there won't be so much bias in the hiring process, go to itgetsleteearly.com and sign up so you'll be the first to know when we launch it. Thanks and see you next time.